John Alcorn, you know, I don't know, man, if I have seen someone, and I think I said this a while back when he first came on the network, was I don't know if I've seen someone with, someone, someone with the drive and passion to make it in the industry like I've seen with, with you. And, you know, and I say that not to think. What is up, folks? That one dude, 2020 here with the MI6 Sports Network. I know it's a little bit of a kind of different interview, but a different perspective. But my man, Jim, how are we doing today on this wonderful Monday morning? Morning, Jim. For sure. Um, Jim, we kind of talked, like we talked before the show, we kind of athletes, we talk about their numbers, we talk about, oh, put them on this pedestal here, but what is something that people don't know about? Like, of course, you do professional athletes and entertainers for certain solutions for practice at PAE. What is something about that that people may not know that they probably should know about? Yeah, I think, John, you know, with, with the professional athletes and entertainers world, um, you know, as you said, we know all about their all the stuff that they have, the materials that they have and things like that. And, and where we've distinguished ourselves in the industry is insurance is an integral piece of their wealth management. Um, everyone knows who someone's sports agent would be, for example. And a lot of times what a lot of these professional athletes have is it the same insurance they had, for example, when they were just out of high school or maybe in college. And as you know, once they become uh, NFL draft pe- uh, picks, they essentially become lottery winners and their exposures uh, increase exponentially, obviously. And what we have done is designed a firm to be part of that wealth management team where we insure their homes, their autos, their jewelry their foundations, their shell corporations, anything that derives off that athlete's brand, we ensure to protect them to make sure that we're part of their wealth management team and to make sure those exposures that they had when they were in high school, when they were in college, are now closed up in terms of gaps that they may have had. Of course, I definitely find it very interesting, but Tim, you're on the insurance side of it. Where do you think athletes make the biggest mistake we saw kind of saw with Vince Young, Clinton Porras, all these guys are talking about these type of mentors. We need people to help us be financially smart, especially guys that you saw a guy for the Cavs that played a couple of years and now he was homeless. And it's like these type of situations. What are some of the things the athletes make mistakes, or is it maybe the the leagues you need to potentially have some more resources for these guys? Oh, great question, John. I think I think you nailed it. I think what happens a lot of times, if you think about to start with the, you've seen these rookie symposiums that the NFL would have, or Major League Baseball, or the NBA would have, and a lot of times they have these symposiums for the rookies. And part of those seminars are financial planning, you know, how to be on social media, things like that. But what you never see is a segment on insurance. And where the mistakes that we see is, when we're approached by people that come to us after the athlete may have a claim or something like that. The athletes, first of all, are never aware of the exposures that they have. So, for example, um, a liability policy, which is called an umbrella policy, which protects them for large lawsuits, if you will. I can't tell you how many times they're approached by an advisor to have us look at their, you know, their, their clients' programs, and they don't have an umbrella policy. They don't have the McLaren or the Bugatti covered properly. So, God forbid they get involved in an accident, and they're going to want the same type of interior, the same kind of car replaced and things like that. So we see a number of coverage gaps, unfortunately, because many of these athletes are with nothing against them. State farms are all states. The companies or um, they click away and get coverage on, on online that they had before they became famous. And they have those same coverages. Unfortunately, when we're approached by a lot of agents and advisors for their clients is after they've had a claim that they, that wasn't covered that should have been. As you mentioned, unfortunately, we've seen athletes approach us 
after they've had million dollar lawsuits that they didn't realize they didn't have coverage for. And the insurance perspective from other people is that insurance is treated as a commodity. So if you talk to an agent or advisor, and this is the reality of it, an agent will say to me, you know, Jim, if you screw this up, you know, that could cost me that relationship in 20 more. So a lot of times what agents and advisors will tell me, they never talk about insurance because they want to risk that relationship. But with my area of expertise and our team's area of expertise, because we also have a commercial division here, is they see us as an asset versus simply a service model. So they're comfortable bringing someone like me in to close out that circle, if you will, to make sure the insurance is part of the wealth management. So if they do have a claim on the insurance side, they're not going to lose everything on the wealth management side as well. And I think that's our area of expertise. So I'll see, I'll see programs that are presented to me that just have significant coverage gaps, which makes it more frustrating for me that the athlete or the advisor, neither of them knew the gaps existed at the time. And fortunately, we were able to fix those programs for them before they had a major claim. So that's insurance, you know, a lot of times the insurance as well, because I'm licensed in all 50 states, I can provide coverage anywhere in the country for any of their athletes. And as you know, with professional athletes, they have multiple homes in multiple states and multiple cars in multiple states. And we're able to simplify their entire insurance program where the athlete and the advisor only have my cell phone number and that's it. That's who they're calling for service no matter what happens to them. That we can definitely appreciate. We talk about sports, the brotherhood, and especially the family atmosphere. And y'all kind of bring that to what y'all are doing. That I wish, I guess you could say more people would do that because athletes, you see, if they're a top five pick, Jim, they are going to be getting more exposure. And unfortunately, that may not always be a good thing. People may manipulate them. You see people buying houses for their friends and cars. And right. my question though you is when you see top pick in like the NBA or NFL guys you've represented, what do you think is the initial first thing they need to do before they actually get drafted by that franchise? Well, we look at is we look at making sure they have either disability policies or in lot what's called a loss of value policy. So, for example, Jalen Smith would be probably the prime example of a loss of value coverage. Where, if you recall, Jalen played for Notre Dame. I believe he was injured in the Fiesta Bowl a few years back. It was projected to be a top five pick. He fell to the Cowboys the second round, so he lost a, a significant amount of of uh, compensation because of that fall. And that'd be what's called the loss of value policy. What we also do for those kinds of players that are coming to the draft. So let's say the bowl season ends realistically in January. Between January and April, they may be working out. They they, they risk having a, a career-ending knee injury when they're training or things like that. So we'll look at not only disability coverage, but loss of value coverage for those types of picks as well. Definitely, man. I've seen uh, some of my favorite athletes maybe not make the decisions they need to, but when you see kind of the insurance side of it. Why do you think that doesn't necessarily get talked about with athletes? Because like I said, if we put athletes on a pedestal, we kind of see them as idols, even though they're just people like us. We have to have insurance for specific situations. But why do you think that doesn't get looked at or talked about enough with NFL or NBA or MLB major league players? Yeah, great great question, John. Here's, here's the simple answer. Um, athletes and agents are visual people. And so insurance is something you pay a lot of money for. You hope never have to use it. And when you call me, something bad has happened to you. That goes against the buying instincts of all professional athletes. Um, ironically, they'll spend $500,000 on a car 
but then not want to insure it properly because they're writing a check for nothing. And so what I do is when I speak to any, and this is any member of our team does the same thing, is whenever I speak to an agent or advisor or the athletes themselves, we make it visual to them in terms of what insurance does. So if you have, for example, custom rims on a car, which a lot of our clients do, and they're $5,000 a piece, they want those rims replaced. So rather than say, here's what insurance is, I say, if you want those rims replaced, here's what this does to replace those rims. So that's a great question. And what I do is make it visual to all the players and to all the to all the agents to understand what's at risk. So because you know, they're, again, they, they wear their, their, their jewelry, they'll buy fancy clothes, they'll buy fancy watches, but to ensure them you're writing a check realistically for insurance in the hopes that you never have to get that, that coverage back or use that coverage. And that's the biggest mistake I see with athletes and entertainers as, and agents and advisors as well. Kind of going back to your career, what really got you, I guess, I know this is not a field that people talk about enough, but what really got you into it or inspired to really help that blind side for athletes all around the planet. Yeah, I'll give you a, a, I'll give you a quick story on this. So I played baseball at uh, Siena College in Albany, New York, and ended up in Cleveland with a, a, so I ended up in Cleveland. And the only reason I got into insurance, believe it or not, is I wanted to do something that everybody hated. Um, that's the only reason I got into it, believe it or not. I mean, no one, I tell people, I tell people on our team, nobody grows up playing insurance in the garage. You know, I wanted to hit the home run in the bottom of the ninth and, and be a professional baseball player, of course. And so I got into insurance because it's one I wanted to do something everybody hated. Unfortunately, my parents lost everything in a fire a number of years ago and were not covered properly. So I saw specifically what it can do and how devastating. My parents lost their entire livelihood because they were not covered properly by their best friend. I saw specifically the devastation that can cause when someone doesn't have the proper insurance coverage. So a gentleman that I played with who went further than I did professionally um, ended up, we kept in touch, obviously, and they started referring their agents to me. I said, hey, Jim, you know, give my agent a call, see if you can help out, things like that. They knew my understanding of baseball, the business side of sports and things like that. So gradually what happened is I, you know, the athletes entertainer side was maybe 10, 15, 20%. And about 15 years ago, I decided to make it a true niche simply because I look at the collective bargaining agreements. I know the our clients' contracts. I know what their exposures are. I see them on social media all the time, things like that. So I think what the agents and advisors appreciate the differentiator in our firm from our competitors is that I understand exactly what they're they're doing and what their exposures are simply because I played I played baseball and also I understand the business side of sports versus just seeing what they're doing on the court or on the field. Exactly, Jim. I think that's where people make mistakes to see the athletes on the field. You talk about the championships, but the other side of it. Is extremely important, but you saw guys like Dwayne Haskins or certain players that even before the draft, with all these people that are marketing for shoes and everything, you see right. them on like Zion Williams had what I think almost nine million dollars in shoe deals before he even got drafted. That's correct. That's How right. do you think players that have that position before they even get drafted could go the wrong way? just because they don't necessarily have the right advisement. Yeah, we see that. And unfortunately, John, I've been doing this for so many years. Uh, that's the downside to this business. It's frustrating to see these athletes lose that kind of money and, and not being led the right way. What I see a lot of times is you see family members and you see quote unquote business managers that are family friends take over and the athletes are having a lot of people talking to their ears about what's going on. Um, sometimes they don't hire the right advisor. They don't do their research or their due diligence on finding an advisor. 
I can tell you for as many advisors that I work with, I probably have turned away that many advisors simply because um, they don't see insurance as part of their wealth management. They see it as a commodity and a waste of money, and they'll just do it on the cheap and lessen the coverage just to save the athletes some premium. Uh, athletes get pulled in a number of different directions, as you know. And the first thing they do is they worry about their social media page, then they worry about taking care of themselves financially, things like that. So, yeah, I see that quite a bit. It's it's frustrating. It's unfortunate. Um, but what we try to do is guide our clients in terms of helping them understand their exposures. Now, if an athlete doesn't want uh, our help or understand our service model to help them with their exposure, then we will probably walk away from them and try to help them simply because they don't share a philosophy of protecting them almost from themselves. But not only that, from people around them, as you know, um, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago, when someone got drafted, that's the first time you really heard a lot about them. Now, as you know, um, you know about them when they're in high school, you know, five-star recruits and four-star recruits and things like that. These kids in high school all have social media pages now, so they have exposure. So you're going to see that increase even more so because it's simply keeping up with the competitors, which become your teammates or other people like that, because branding equals more money for these athletes. So what we do is go along with them to make sure they're protected as their exposure increases. Yeah, if I was 17 or 18, I could see the viewpoint, oh, it's just insurance, but have been through situations. It's extremely important. And why do you, certain athletes, why do the people think, in your opinion, being in this industry or even being before that, what's with the attitude of, oh, it's just insurance? It's not living in fear. It's called being an adult and it's called being smart. Why do you think certain athletes have the attitude? Do you think that's influenced based on their followers or because of the the quick amount of fame getting to their head? Nope. I, I think it's about, again, back to the visualization. I think with with athletes, what they see is they see the same commercials that we see from a standpoint of where those direct writers or those click, I call them click companies, where you can just click on insurance. They make it a comedy central type thing where they laugh about insurance or save 15 or 20% on premiums. And we've commoditized it versus making it part of the wealth management. That's very frustrating to me. But I see that all the time where an agent or advisor will come to me and say, you know, and I've had this conversation with agents. I say, I'll give them a premium on something with an athlete who's 21 years old, you know, buys a McLaren, has three tickets and lives in the, you know, Houston proper or Miami proper because that's where they're playing. And then the agent or advisor wonder why the premium's so high. So a major part of what our team does, and again, I'm blessed with such a wonderful team from our associate director, Janie Memmerich, right down to our client consultant team is that all of us educate our clients in terms of what insurance is. You're basically deprogramming people from the standpoint of what insurance means to them because all they see are these commercials where they have a couple laughs on them and they think that's what insurance is. A big issue we have with a lot of our people that are approached to us is what we do is what create liability firewalls. So if you have an athlete, he or she may buy three or four cars for their relatives and simply put them in their names from a convenience standpoint not understanding if a relative gets into an accident and then cars in the athlete's name, they're dragged into any lawsuit. So what we do is we see a, we may see a policy with five or six cars on it. And then the first question I'll ask is like, where are they registered? How are they registered? What can we do to make a solution for the athlete to create that liability firewall? And agents really appreciate our educating them to understand is like, create those liability firewalls. If an athlete wants to buy their relative a car, great. Let's put it in the relative's name because it's also mostly cash deals anyway. And then get that athlete away from that, God forbid, that athlete, that relative have a claim, it doesn't splatter back onto that athlete. That's something we see all of the time. And that's where agents and advisors and even the athletes themselves truly appreciate, you know, what we do. The biggest compliment 
I think someone in my position or any of our positions would be that if someone says to you, what do you think I should do? Then you're a consultant versus a salesperson. We pride ourselves being on consultants rather than just salespeople here to, to advise and counsel our clients in terms of here's what insurance is, here's what it means. If you don't share the same philosophy as we, we're okay with that. Then you're better off with a state farm or all state, no disrespect to them, because that's just churning out different policies where if I have an athlete or even a coach or a team owner, let's say we had a coach a few years back that signed a lucrative extension for a high profile market. And I called the agent up and said, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so just signed an extension. We may want to look at higher coverage or do this kind of coverage for them. And they really appreciated our proactiveness in terms of making sure our clients are covered properly because it changes, as you know, from year to year, if they sign a new contract, if they're doing more on social media, I'll give you a quick example. We have a very high profile client who's very active in social media. We had quoted an umbrella policy for him, which is an excess liability policy. And the underwriter for the carrier that quoted the umbrella saw something he posted on social media and pulled the quote within 20 minutes of that social media post. I, I, I don't know what to say. I didn't think that that just could be a thing, but that's where you see guys like Rob Gronkowski, who I think, regardless of how you think his personality is, he's probably one of the smarter people in the NFL. I believe he never spent a dime of any of his contracts, even in 2012 or 2013 when he got that big contract by Bill Belichick. Why do you think, or uh, you see athletes like Rob Gronkowski, but that's like I think the one or two percent. See the other ninety nine percent. You you see athletes, but early on, how can you tell before they even get the money that they're either going to need the insurance or they're going to kind of basically ignore it just because they're so hyped up on what they could do in the NFL, which is great, but when you're done. Insurance is definitely exceptionally important. Right. Yeah, I think it's a, it's 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 the questions they ask. And if I told you, you know, we have a, we have around seven hundred clients, and if I told you ten clients, their attitude and their demeanor on the court is almost identical to how it would be off the court in terms of from that business acumen, if you will, from that business sense. And so, um, if you see someone who's almost reckless on the court or on the field or whatever. They're generally speaking that way on their on their business sense as well. But again, a lot of it depends back to what we talked about earlier, whether agents or advisors, if they don't see insurance as an integral part of the wealth management, the athlete pays these people to guide and counsel them. So if an agent doesn't see insurance as important, and a lot of them don't, because they don't get paid on it necessarily, but they don't see it as part of that integral part of that wealth management, then the athlete won't either. And then what happens is I've had agents call me when an athlete, when one kept place, a basketball player got into an accident, an agent called me. He had hit somebody from behind. And he called me and said, hey, you know, I'll call him Joe. I said, you know, Joe had, had an accident. We need to put a claim in. I'll, I'll call this person John. I said, John, you know, we didn't put the coverage in place. You didn't put it in place because we were higher in premium. He goes, I thought I put it in place with you. This gentleman hit someone from behind, high-profile basketball player, didn't have insurance coverage. This agent thought he put it in place and never did and could have been out a millions of millions of dollars if he had hurt this person. Fortunately, it was just a, a tap and he paid out of pocket. But that's a good example of where people are scared straight after the fact they may have a claim versus managing the process like you would do at any other time. Um, that's definitely exceptionally important. Like you talking about high profile athletes, do you think they should not approach a fear, but in terms of, hey, I'm a high profile athlete. Yes, they maybe have this insurance. Why do you think, I guess one of my final questions, why do you think athletes don't, not all athletes, of course, don't take that 
that part ensures they see the game, you see the rings, you see the fame, and all these other follows. That's great. But why do you think more and more athletes, for some reason, since sports is becoming more sports entertainment, doesn't take it as seriously as maybe they probably should have? I think it's a case of visualization. I mean, if you buy a Bugatti or McLaren or Mercedes, you can drive it off the lot and enjoy it right away. You know, when I send someone a bill for, you know, 10, 15, $20,000 for nothing, um, that's their perception of insurance. And famous last words, John, and you've heard this like I've heard from other people around you, not going to happen to me. Not worried about it. Nah, I've never had a claim, knock on wood, that kind of thing. Well, and I tell people there's claims departments out there for a reason. And again, like I said, back to my parents, I saw the devastation it can cause when it doesn't happen to someone else, Or I watched my parents' life go up in flames, literally in front of us, and we're not covered by their best friend who thought they had the proper coverage in place. They relied on somebody. So it's devastating. I've seen claims where people have approached me after they've had a claim, all for no reason, if they just had that guidance and counsel, and it goes back to being proactive versus reactive. Unfortunately, people hear about us because we have a national presence now where people hear about us and go, I've heard about you. We had a, you know, we had this claim. It wasn't covered properly. That's very, very frustrating to me. Um, you know, re- our reputation is, 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 is what it is in the insurance business. And part of our goal, as our team does, is to change that reputation around to be on that same level with a wealth advisor because that's what we are. That's what we are. Definitely, Jim. I think that's the right approach of business. So you can say, oh, it's just a business. But if you treat it more like you would, like if you know the person, I think that's the right mentality, which kind of, more people would have that, but folks like we do on the this MI6 Sports Network would go to, I guess, this morning's final thoughts. To begin, Jim, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I know you're literally at working horse pretty much every single day, but um, do you have any like final thoughts or any shout-outs to anything we're doing right now? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. First of all, uh, thank you for, for your time. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate the questions. Yeah, I would say – just, I think I, I would like to see people look at insurance as part of that wealth management team. The vast entertainers, those high profile people, they really need to see insurance for what it is, um, the importance of it to have, they have a claim to make sure everything's covered properly. All insurance companies are not the same. All insurance brokers are not the same. It's important to find someone that understands that mindset of the athlete or entertainer and works closely with that agent or advisor to be an asset, just a service model. Of course, thank you so much, Jim, for coming on. Definitely stay in touch. But um, if more, I wish more people kind of watch this. I know, folks, it's a different type of interview, but I think it's really exceptionally important, especially you talk about athletes or people trying to work in the sports road. But, Jim, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, let's for sure do this again. Thanks, John. My pleasure. Appreciate everything. Talk to you soon. Be well. John Alcorn, you know, I don't know, man, if I have seen someone, and I think I said this a while back when he first came on the network, was I don't know if I've seen someone with someone someone with the drive and passion to make it in the industry like I've seen with, with you. And you know, and I say that not to single you out, but more so that the, 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 the drive and fire and passion in some people is not quite there for this type of an industry because it's cutthroat, it's very, you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. But also, I don't know if I've seen a person, though, who probably has been so appreciative of a chance that they were given. Like I've said, though, man, is, um, you know, again, you're one of the new guys on this network. And again, I know that you're very appreciative, though, of of me kind of giving you the shot here. But I don't know if I've seen so much drive and energy and passion uh, from someone maybe other than me for this industry and for this business and for the sports media field. The Broncos are going to lose today. 
never the rising star in this industry. He knows his stuff. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to go at people. And, and it really wasn't that difficult um, at the time. I kind of sort of like, I, I kind of think if Ryan Fitz 